Thank you for joining us for today's Pulpit Hour, a message from God's Word brought to you by The Preaching Channel. To listen to this message in its entirety again, to download it or to choose from a variety of other messages, or to listen to preaching 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, log on to WGCRpreaching.net. Matthew chapter number two, Matthew chapter number two. We are, we are going to sort of go with the, the with the season at least tonight. I have no idea where we'll go Sunday, whether we'll continue with the season of Christmas or not. But I'm going to chapter number two, the book of Matthew. And if you would stand with me when you found your place, and we're going to read a few verses about uh, about. I guess maybe maybe 15 verses. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are coming to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for, this, for thus it is written by the prophet, that thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. Uh, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the, the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him, uh, bring me word again that I may come also and worship him. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which uh, they saw in the east went before them uh, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And they, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced and uh, were uh, with exceeding great joy. And when they were come in the house, uh, notice the reading uh, back up there. It didn't call him the babe, but it said the young child. And here it says, and when they were come to the house, not the manger, not the stable, but to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that he should not return to her, that, that they should not return to Herod, uh, they departed uh, unto their own country another way. I believe that's as far as I'll go. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we ask God that you would touch us and you would help us. Father, I pray that God would, uh, Lord, uh, make the scriptures. Uh, our Lord, speak to our hearts, and all that we might worship you and honor you tonight. 
you know, uh, all of our needs, you know, all of our, uh, our weights and our burdens. And, Father, we ask God you'd touch us and move upon us and stir our hearts that we might rightly divide the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I think we got a dead battery. It's it's blinking red on me. All right. I want I want to deal with the wise men tonight, and uh, I I hope that we can get something out of it. Maybe it'll be a help to us. Let me just say uh, one of the one of the problems one of the problems that. I guess every generation has. We have we have folks that come up with things that are that are not scriptural, and uh, they think they are scriptural. They think a lot of things came out of the Bible that didn't come out of the Bible. I've had over the years that I've been pastor, and I I I, I don't know how many different things that uh, individuals have brought to me and says, "Is this in the Bible?" Or uh, uh, and, and a lot of things are not in the Bible. Matter of fact, uh, there's a lot of myths, and there's a lot of traditions, and, uh, and there's a lot of uh, uh, misunderstood scriptures, all of that down through. Uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to misunderstand the scriptures. Uh, I want to rightly divide it, but I want to just talk about the wise men for a few minutes. And I, let me just remind you that the Bible called them wise men from the east, and that's what it called them. Now, the heading... The heading of this chapter is the visit of the Magi. So first of all, I want to say they were not three kings. They were not three kings. I know that's how, you know, we have a song that sings, We Three Kings of Orient and whatever. Anyway, they're not three kings. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that there is no king. There's no king three kings that would leave their country and their their place and three men on a camel and ride for days and days and days they, they, these are these are not kings okay they are uh, if we if we look and study deeply into it uh, we'll find they were wise men Bible said they were wise men and more than likely they were rich men but they were not three men on the camels riding all right? The uh, Bible said they came from afar. They came from the east country. I don't know where it is. I do know that tradition, not the Bible, tradition uh, gives names of all three kings. And tradition gives the kingdoms in which they rule and tells, uh, you know, what they are. And, uh, and tradition says that these three men are direct descendants of Ham, Shem, and Japheth and that, that, that by these three men, they represent the, the three uh, divisions of humanity. That's not in the Bible. That's nothing to do with the Bible. I don't know where they are descendants from. They came from the east, probably not all. Uh, I know some of them, uh, all of them originally came from Adam and his descendants, but they're not, they're not uh, uh, from each of the Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And uh, uh, instead of being kings, these are, are probably uh, men that uh, study the stars, astrologers, 
They study astronomy. And probably they're great students of all manners of prophecy. They're studying men. Now, if you want to sort of get in our minds what kind of men they are, you can go back to the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And he could not interpret the dream. And the Bible said that he called, he called his uh, magicians, his astrologers, uh, and his sorcerers and the Chaldeans and charged them to interpret the dream. And if they could not interpret the dream, then he passed a death sentence on them that uh, if they weren't wise enough to do that, then they're going to die. Daniel stepped in and Daniel interpreted the dream for him. And of course they lived. But these were, these were wise men that a king had that he counted on and they, they you know, helped him through uh, some things. And, uh, and so these, uh, these men, these three men, wise men, probably had studied the scriptures that had to have studied the scriptures. They probably not only studied the scriptures, I'm trying to say this, that I don't think necessarily they were born again children of God. All right? They're just, they're just men. Now, God uses, there are times that God reaches beyond his people and does things in the world. The Bible said he raises up kings and he puts down kings. Uh, he... Uh, uh, he uh, he raises up some people and he puts some people down. Uh, I read about that in the psalm. They don't all have to be saved people. Uh, God sometimes uses uh, those in the world. Uh, we read in the New Testament uh, about the fellow that had prayed and prayed and God uh, sent an angel and appeared to him. He said, you, you send for Peter and have Peter to come down and preach the gospel to you. Uh, so uh, God, uh, God may have dealt with these three wise men. They're in the Bible. I believe God, and I believe, I believe with all my heart before this thing's over with, uh, when they bowed at the feet of Jesus and presented their gifts, they, they became born-again believers. If I, if I can, I know the Bible don't say that, but uh, uh, that's what I feel. For when most folk bow at the feet of Jesus, they get something, don't they? Amen. 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 So uh, very probable, very possibly, these men not only studied all the other writings, the ancient writings they could study, and they studied the stars uh, and, and all of that, and they studied the scriptures. Now, uh, over 800 years, or around between seven and 800 years before the birth of, Je uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the prophet Isaiah wrote in his writings uh, that a virgin would conceive and bear a son, uh, and that uh, they would call him Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us, uh, and that he would rule God's people, amen. So there, and that's not the only place, there's other, some of the minor prophets uh, uh, prophesied of his birth. Uh, and, uh, and so I believe these men had, had studied that, had seen that, and had read that, uh, and had believed as much as they could believe, uh, and they studied the heavens, they studied the stars. And I believe, I believe when a star appeared, a, a certain star, a new star appeared, uh, they caught it immediately. They were, they were astrologers. Uh, they studied the stars. And they began to, uh, maybe to converse one with another. Uh, 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 what's going on? Where did, where did this new star come from? What does it mean? Uh, and uh, and uh, probably uh, the, the Holy Ghost probably dealt with their hearts and took them back to the book of Isaiah. 
and begin to deal in their hearts. I'm glad God still deals in sinners' hearts, don't you? Amen. I know the Bible said that God doesn't answer sinners' prayers. Uh, that, that he only answers the prayers of those that are saved. But I, I do know that God works around folks that, that, that have an interest in God. He does some things. So I believe that God may be dealt in their hearts and, and, and led them to these scriptures uh, and, uh, and they decided and conversed together. And I don't know how long they dealt with this thing before they decided to do something. Even Herod asked them, how long, how long ago did the star appear? How long ago did that star first appear? So I don't know how long, but they've, they've sat down and they've read and they've talked and they've went over this thing and the Holy Ghost of God has dealt in their hearts and they've decided that this is what the scripture was talking about, that somewhere in, in, in Jerusalem, somewhere in Judea, somewhere over there where God's people is, that, that, that star is telling them that the Messiah is coming. A child is going to be born that is going to rule God's people and God's nation. And so they left out of their homes. Now, still not three men on a camel, all right? I believe, I believe, uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know what and all it took, but it's a long journey. I'm satisfied they had, uh, instead of camels, they probably had horses and they probably had chariots. Yeah, to make the journey, uh, these rich men, they had slaves, not, maybe not slaves, but at least servants. And I'm satisfied knowing something about the times back then uh, that, uh, that the mountains were full of thieves and robbers. I'm satisfied they had a military escort uh, with them. Uh, so it was a pretty good convoy uh, going together, uh, going to Jerusalem uh, uh, to find uh, about this new king uh, that... Uh, uh, that was supposed to be born. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that's uh, just uh, tradition. Uh, let me get this. I don't want to miss all of this. Uh, uh, when Jesus when Jesus was here in his ministry, he told he told the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said he said you care more about the traditions of men than you do the laws of God. So they had a lot of tradition then. Matter of fact, on these three men, I now read this. I didn't make it up, okay? I read this, that it, that it said uh, that in, uh, in Cologne, Germany, in a temple, they have three skulls under glass, and it's the skulls of these three wise men. <laughs> la, la, la. I don't, I don't understand that. But anyway, that's to make money. That's to come and get you to pay money to look in and go tell your family that you saw the skulls of the three wise men that went looking for Jesus. But it ain't real. Amen? Amen. I've got two points tonight I want to deal with and uh, got, about, got about three sub points under each one of them. And I'm not in a hurry. And uh, so you just, you just bear with me for a little while. First of all, I want to talk about three things about these wise men. Let me just say, wise men are still seeking for Jesus. And some of them find him. 
Some of them find him, amen? Amen. First of all, let me say, uh, l- l- let me just uh, look into this. What, uh, what were the wise men looking for? What were they looking for? Well, I, I believe with all my heart, I can say to you, they, they were looking for a newborn child. They were looking for a human being. They, they, they had no idea this was God, even though the scripture said that, that he'd be Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. They went looking for him, and they, they spent, they spent I, don't, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm just having to guess. They traveled from the east all the way to Jerusalem. I'd, I'd say they went through a lot of hardships to get to where they was going. I don't know whether they went in the rainy season or the dry season. It'd have been bad in either season. In the dry season, there's windstorms and sandstorms and and to travel in that part of the country in the way they had to travel, they went through a lot of hardships. They went through probably big expense on their parts to prepare everything they had to prepare to go. But what they thought they were going for was worth everything that it cost them. It is worth every effort they put forth. It was it was, it was priceless what they were going after. Amen. I want to say we still have that same Jesus. Hey, it's not too far to go to church. It's, it's not too costly to get to the house of God. Because what we're going to the house of God for is priceless. I mean, you can't get what we get here. You can't get it in Walmart. Amen. You can't get it in Sears Roebuck, amen. You, you, can't, you can't get it anywhere, amen. What we get here, it's, it's worth whatever efforts you have to put forth to go to the house of God. And if you have to drive extra far to go where God is, it's worth the trip, amen. It's worth whatever expense you have to put out. Don't care how, how much gas costs, it's worth the cost to get where God is. Amen. So I want to say these men, these men took a trip uh, and they knew it'd be hard, they knew it'd be long, they knew it'd be costly, uh, but they knew it'd be worth it. Amen. Amen. Now, what they were looking for when they got there, they was looking for a child to be born that a promise had been made that he'd become the king of of Israel. The promise was that he would be the king of Israel. He's the promised son. He's the Messiah that they're looking for. He's the one that God uh, provided according to scriptures uh, uh, that would save his people from their sins. Now Israel was looking for somebody to save them from Roman tyranny. But God didn't send Jesus to save them from Roman tyranny. He sent them, he sent Jesus to save them from the torments of hell. That would save his people, amen. 
I'm glad I'm one of his people. I'm glad he saved me. Aren't you glad you got saved? I'm glad that God went beyond, uh, went beyond the Jewish people, uh, his chosen people. Uh, I'm glad the natural branch uh, was uh, severed and the old wild olive branch was engrafted in and, uh, and we, got, we got in on it and we got saved by God's amazing grace. Amen. Even these men probably being sinners knew they needed something. They knew in their hearts they needed something. I believe with all my heart, anybody, any lost person, any lost person that ever sits under the sound of the gospel, somehow inside they'll know they've got, they're needing something. There's something that they don't have that they need. I'm glad, I'm glad I've, that God found me. I didn't find him, he found me. I'm glad he he filled that empty need in my heart and satisfied my soul. Amen. So they were they were looking for a king. I'm glad I have a king. By the way, that ain't Obama. Amen. I want you to know my king is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. I'm glad I have a king. I know we got a president and all of that, but I have one bigger than that. Amen. He's my king. Amen. Then I want to say also, they went looking for the Messiah. Even though there's like that Syrophoenician woman. Jesus said, I can't give uh, the, the, the children's meat to the dogs. And she said, I know, Lord. But she said, even the dogs, even the dogs lick up the crumbs under the table. She's an old Gentile woman, but she knew she needed something and she knew where to go get it. Uh, these men knew in their hearts uh, they may have been wise men, they may have been rich men, uh, they may have had high positions, uh, but they knew there's something missing inside uh, and something told them uh, you're going to find it in Jerusalem. Amen. They went looking for a child that would be a king that would be the Messiah, and they went to worship. They went to worship. It was not, Preacher Tommy, it was not a second thought that happened when they got there. When they left home, we're going to worship. Amen. I believe, I believe we'd have a different church, uh, and I praise God for our church, but I believe it'd be a whole lot better uh, if when we got out of the bed on Sunday morning, uh, we was determined, I'm going to worship. Not just going to church, but I'm going to worship. Amen. Amen. Oh, we asked the question. I preached one time on the woman with the issue of blood, and I preached on what do you go to church for? She went, she went to get something. That crowd is around Jesus, and she went to get something. And as far as I know, she is the only one got something. Amen. But she went to get something. When I come to church, I want to come to get something, amen. I, I want to determine in my heart, I'm going to worship. So they, they determined they're going to worship. Zach, they went to the appointed place at the appointed time. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
This is the place. Amen. We have an appointed time. I like what that old Dr. Rabine told me years ago as a young preacher. He said, you get you a place where you can pray. You get you a prayer closet and said, you go and you be faithful and you keep going and you keep going. Said after a while, God will come on. Said if you'll be faithful long enough, he'll be there for you get there waiting on you to get there. Amen. Amen. I believe we ought, I believe we ought to be so faithful to the house of God that he'll just be here for you get here and you can feel his presence when you get out of the car in the parking lot. Amen. Amen. They went looking for a king, a Messiah, and they went to worship. And, the, and then notice, notice also what they thought. And I, I know I'm reading sort of between the lines, but let me go back and read it just a little bit. Oh, it says, uh, about verse number three, and Herod the king had heard these things and he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. What did they hear? What did they hear? Uh, here's what I believe is what they heard. There's a, there was a, a, a convoy, if we can call that, or, uh, of camels or horses and men and three wise men from, from the east and they just, they just drove into Jerusalem and they started asking around, where is he? Where's the king that's born to be the king of the Jews? They thought, I believe they thought, Brother Stan, they thought everybody will know that. Anybody will be able, I mean, they've just had, they've just had the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords here in town. Everybody ought to know where that is. And they should have. I mean, God sent holy angels uh, uh, to shepherds in the field uh, and told them about the birth. And they came and they saw the baby Jesus. And the Bible said they went and told it. And when he was eight days old, they took him to the temple and, uh, and uh, uh, tell me his name, Simeon and Anna, Simeon and Anna met him, amen, and they said, this is him. Simeon said, I've, 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 I've seen the Christ child. He said, I'm ready to die now. Hey, they sh everybody should have known. But when they rode into town, began to ask, where is he? Where's who? the new king that's been born, the Messiah. And the Bible said Herod was troubled. And he called the priests and the scribes and the Pharisees together and they were troubled. And he called Israel together and they were troubled. Nobody knew where he was. They thought, sure, everybody will know where he is. You know, folks ought to know where he is today. Now, I'm not being, I'm not being ugly, but my Bible says in these days that we live in, there's a church called the Laodicean Church, and he ain't in it. I don't care how many they got on roll, he ain't in it. These wise men came saying, where is he? We want, we want to know where he is. 
I want to know where he is. I want to be where he is. Amen. I don't, I don't want to be in something that's got a steeple but ain't got no God in it. Then I want to say thirdly, what they brought. They brought gifts. The Bible said they brought gifts. They knew they were going where a king was to be born. When you go, when you go see the king, you better take a gift. All of those that came to see Solomon brought gifts. All of them that came to see David, they brought gifts. That's the accepted thing. You go to the king, you take gifts. So the Bible said they brought gifts for the king. Before I get to that, let me say one thing. Before they brought the gifts, they brought themselves. They brought themselves. I believe before God will receive any gifts you're going to bring, you're going to have to bring yourself. You bring yourself first. They brought themselves, Brother Stan. They said, we have come from afar. We're coming looking for a king. We're coming to bow down and we're coming to worship him. And when they saw him, they humbled themselves and they bowed themselves before this little child. You want to do business with him, you bring yourself you humble yourself and you can do business with him. The Bible says they brought gold. I said they were not only wise men, but there's probably rich men. They brought gold. This is the gift to a king. Gold. This is the gift of a king. Then they also they brought frankincense. Frankincense is a gift for a ministering priest. The priest went into the temple and they burned the incense and the incense was symbolic of prayers that are going up and become a sweet smell in the nostrils of God. They brought gold because he's a king. They brought frankincense because he's a priest. They brought myrrh because myrrh is the gift of a martyred prophet. They brought myrrh for his burial. I know they didn't understand all that. They didn't know it. They just did what God told them to do. Yeah, he's a prophet, a priest, and a king. And he was martyred. Amen. Now I want to change gears to give you my second point tonight. I want to talk about three men who are not wise. Three men who are not wise. 
Now, I'm going to say this. I may be reading to you about three men, or I may be reading to you about one man in three stages of his life. I don't know. But in the book of Mark, if you want to turn there with me, in Mark chapter number 10, verse number 17, the Bible said, And when they were gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeling to him and asking him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There's none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all of these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor. Thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come, take up thy cross, and follow me. I, I believe this is a younger man. I don't know exactly how old. Uh, uh, by, by younger man, I'm not, I'm not talking teenager. By younger man, I'm talking possibly in his maybe 30. The Bible said, uh, said that he was a, a, a rich young ruler. They're under Roman tyranny, so more than likely his rule was re a religious rule. Very, very possibly that he had, he had reached the age of possibly 30 years of age and, and, uh, and, and somehow had become uh, a ruler in the religious realm. I'm not real sure. But this young man, even if he was a ruler among the Jews, and another scripture, it speaks about a ruler of the Jews, and Jesus said to him, Knowest thou art a ruler among the Jews, and thou knowest not these things? Jesus said unto him, Go and sell what you have, give to the poor, you have treasures in heaven. By the way, he wasn't talking that, that wasn't talking about salvation. That's talking about getting treasures in heaven. And he said, Take up the cross and follow me. That's talking about salvation. But I'll say this young man, even if he was a religious ruler, he knew he had a need. I said this a while ago. I'm going to say it again. He knew he had a need. I wonder how many people sat in, in the church this coming Sunday, Roanoke Baptist Church, all the other churches in the area. I wonder how many of y'all sat in that, in that service on Sunday morning knowing they have a need and will go out without having that need met. And we'll walk out Sunday after Sunday after Sunday knowing, knowing they have a need and knowing that the only one that can meet that need is the Lord Jesus Christ. And they'll walk away. Here's a young man. The Lord told him. Let me just say he went to the right place. And he went at the right time. To the right person. and proceeded to give him his problem. I, I would say, 
I would say this young man was a sincere young man because the Bible said he came in and, and he got on his knees before the Lord. He, did, he didn't come in on a chariot. He came in running, the Bible said, and he fell on his face. He fell on his knees. before. He was sincere. We have a lot of folks that are as sincere, Brother Tommy, as they can be. And they're going to split hell wide open. Being sincere is not enough. It takes more than just being sincere about church or being sincere about your belief. You must be born again. Amen. So this man was sincere. But here's what he said. It costs too much. It just costs too much. There's a lot of people, Brother Stan, that say it just costs too much to come to Roanoke Baptist Church. It'll cost me the friends I'm running with. It'll cost me the way I dress. It'll cost me so a lot of them says it's too expensive. I, it just costs too much. This young man looked to Jesus and said it costs too much. costs too much. Salvation's free. It costs Jesus a lot. And if you really get a good dose of salvation, it'll cost you something too. You don't have to pay to get it. Buddy, after it comes into your heart, God settles in and makes a change in you. It'll cost you a way of life. It'll cost you the world. It'll cost you those things, those carnal things that our flesh desires and we crave and we want to follow after. It'll cost you those. This young man said he had great riches, but it cost too much. I don't know whether this young man is the same as the next young man I'm going to read about. But I'm going over to the book of Luke. If you want to turn over there, chapter number 12 of the book of Luke. We'll start reading about verse number 16. The Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The grounds of a certain rich man brought forth plenteous. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, I, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my, my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided? I don't know whether it's the same, same man or not, whether it's just a little father from the early part of his life to the mid part of his life. I'd say this man is in probably in, in the middle part of his life, uh, uh, upper part of his productive years. You know, we have, we have our growing years and then we begin to work and we get in our productive years. He's probably, in a, 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 he's a rich man. 
He had he had land. He had uh, barns. He had all of these things, and and it just they just came in. And uh, matter of fact, he had it made. I, I would say this about him, and I said about another man. He probably fired sumptuously every day. He may have been clothed in purple and fine linen. He may have had everything that a man could ask for. And he liked the carnal life he's living. The Bible says, the Bible said there's pleasure in sin for a season. But if you hang around too long, the season's going to run out. It'll always run out. But he enjoyed the carnal things. He liked the carnal things. That is his way of life. And he was not about to give it up. I'd say he had, Brother Barney probably had, as far as in that time, he, he had anything money could buy. He had the best the world had to offer. He's a rich man. But he said this. Now, first man said it's cost too much. This man said it's too hard to give up. It's too hard to give it up. How many sinners do you know would love love to be saved, but just too hard to give up the lifestyle? Just too hard to leave their friends. It's just too hard to change. I'm glad God got me when I was young. Do you know, do you know youngins, young people need to be in church more than anybody? Because it's in these young, formidable years that they're receptive. They're receptive to the Holy Spirit. They're receptive to the wooing of God. I, I, I don't remember, Brother Barney, the, the years, but I, I've read a chart from the teenage years and in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, and, and the number of folks that get saved on up, it, it diminishes greatly with age. Our, our youngins need to hear the gospel when their hearts are tender, when, they can, when, they can, when they're innocent and they feel the Holy Spirit of God. A lot of times young and sitting here and we think we think that all they're doing is just sitting there. They ain't getting a thing. And God the Holy Ghost is just packing them full. They need to be in the house of God. They need to be in the house of God and learn about God before they get out in the world and get a hold of some so much in the world that it's too hard to turn loose. Too hard to turn loose. I'm not going to read this, this, this last man. I don't have to. I've read about him so many times in here. You could probably quote it, Luke 16. There's a rich man. And the Bible said he died. And I won't say he said, it's too late. One said it costs too much. One said it's too hard. And the other said it's too late.
it's too late. One second. One second. Too late. It didn't, it didn't take him three months to figure out he'd made a mistake. The Bible said that he died and opened his eyes in torments. A lot of folks say, yeah, I want to get saved. I want to go to heaven, but not right now. And the, and the devil speaks to their heart and says, you're young, you've got plenty of time. I buried old, I buried them middle age, I buried them teenagers, and I buried little babies. You're not, you're not promised tomorrow. No, today's the day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. It's appointed unto man wants to die. After that, the judgment. This rich man died without the Lord Jesus Christ. Died without a Savior. And immediately, he began to beg. He began to beg. He prayed. He suffered. And he still suffered. But it's too late. And I think when he comes to the place to realize it's too late for me, he begged for his family. He said, don't let my family come down here. I wonder how many daddies and how many mamas is in hell begging for their kids. Don't, don't let my kids come down. But it's too late to pray then. It's too late to tell them then. You got to tell them. You got to tell them while you're alive. You got to tell them while they're young. Three wise men, but three foolish men. I want to be a wise man. Wise men still seeking after Jesus. And if you'll seek him, the Bible said he will be found of you. He will be found. My Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I love you, and I thank you for the privilege to be here tonight. Thank you for your presence. Father, I pray that, God, you would touch our hearts tonight. Lord, you know every heart. You know the inside of every heart. You know, Lord Jesus, all the problems, all the uh, uh, everything in every heart. And I pray that, God, if you've dealt with any, if you've, uh, Lord, spoke to any heart, I pray that God did not, did not say it's too hard, did not say it's cost too much, did not have to say one day it's too late. Father, I pray, God, you'd touch us tonight, move on us and help us. And, Father, I pray that, God, you'd help us to worship you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Just love and pray for sinners till our God makes all things new. Thank you for joining us for today's Pulpit Hour, brought to you by The Preaching Channel. 
To listen to this message once again in its entirety, for a free download of this message or a variety of any other messages, or to listen to preaching 24 hours a day, you can visit the preaching channel at wgcrpreaching.net. If you don't have download capabilities, feel free to call and order a CD copy of today's message at 828-884-9427.